Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, the one and only, my brother Alex. You're my only brother. You are the one and only. I better be. If not, I have questions. Well, I mean, as far as we know, you're the one and only. I may be the only son. You may be adopted. Um, no, because dad's a good looking guy and I'm a good looking guy and you're not. So the only likely adoptee here is you. <clears throat> you saying. got a hot date or something? Excuse me? Do you have a hot date or something? You got a, you got a fresh haircut? I, I mean, like you're that. clean shaven. You must have a, cause you, you're fucking working from home. Nobody goes, nobody gets a haircut as clean shaven if they're working from home these days. No, here's the story. I was scruffy as hell this morning. And today I went to go get a haircut because my son needed a haircut and I had a coupon for like half off haircuts at Great Clips. (laughs) So I was like, fuck it. I may as well get one too. And then, and then, you know, I'm going with this, I'm going with this zero fade. Right. But I was, I mean, I was really scruffy. I had like a, not a full beard, but I had a pretty thick head. So I can't, I, I don't know about you, but I see guys with the zero fade and the beard, and I think it looks dumb. So I had to shave because I didn't want to look dumb. Yeah, it's not my style, but I've, I mean, I've seen it on guys, and on some guys it looks, you know, not to be fucking, you know, judging Dumb. guys, but it looks, yeah, it looks cool. So it looks cool. It looks, it depends how it's fixed up. <clears throat> I've never, I've never seen it on a guy and and thought that looks good. Never. Every time I've seen it, I'm like, that looks um, dumb. Yeah, I wouldn't say that looks good. I would say it looks cool. It doesn't look dumb. It looks dumb. <laughs> That's how you have to pronounce that. It's a special kind of dumb. Happy New Year to everybody. If you're watching, you're tuning in, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, comment. Happy 2021 to everybody. I hope you had a good one. Uh, I think it's four days after. I'm, I'm fully recovered now, so we're good to go. Yeah, did you do a lot of drinking on New Year's Eve? Nah, I didn't do a lot of drinking. I popped mm-hmm. a bottle and that's about it. Just one bottle? bottle. So quick story, right? So I bought a bottle, right? And, you know, 12 o'clock comes, and it's just my wife. Uh, The adults is just my wife, myself, and my mother-in-law. She's staying over here. Right. And so uh, we got back like around 1130, went to visit my sister-in-law, right? So we get back, and, uh, you know, I I start pouring... I start pouring some champagne in a glass, right? And I asked my son, who's 18, if, if he wants some champagne, right? Never ask him to drink because he's not old enough. But it's New Year's, right? So it's okay. He's at home. He's not going anywhere. He's at home. Okay. So there's four glasses that are about to get filled, right? Yeah. When I say filled, I mean, you know, for champagne, it's about, you know, maybe half glass, right? Somewhere mm-hmm. around there. So I pour... I pour all four. One of the glasses is about a quarter of the way full. Right. So we all grab we all grab our uh, our glasses, and 
you know, we take a sip, right? And I, I, I feel it, like I feel it through the side of, right, through my peripheral. Did I say that right? Peripherals. Peripherals, right? I feel it, and I, I look to my right, and I'm like, I, I ask my son, I, I say, Joshua, did you just take it as a shot, or did you sip it? He's like, I took it as a shot. And I'm like, bro, it's champagne. You just, you know, you, you sip it, you know? I mean, it, yeah. because it was like an expensive bottle of champagne. And I was like, you know, it's $50 a sip. I gave everybody a warning. That's all you get it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting another sip, bro. Exactly. So I'm like, did you just fucking, like, I mean, so, so his glass was accidentally taken by mother-in-law mm-hmm. and he got the half a glass. So he shot, he, you know, he, he took a whole half a glass of, of champagne, which by the way was 12.5 uh, alcohol. It was, it was pretty fucking strong. Right, right, right. Because I finished that bottle on my, on my own and I was, you know, you know walking sideways a little bit. But you're like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I am. I am. That's true. Okay. So it was it was fucking hilarious because number one he's never you know my son that has if he has drank it hasn't been with me but I guess you know it was just funny watching him take a shot like that and then you know yeah um, you know what I just heard in that story what uh, your son's been drinking for a long time he wasn't gonna mess around <laughs> sipping some champagne look he's eight must be. Right, he's 18. So he knows the he knows that the object of drinking is to get drunk at his age, it's not to sip it. And the fact that he shot it, even though it was champagne, tells me he knows what he's doing. <laughs> no, he tells me he no, that tells me he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Exactly. He's not refined like you are sipping on champagne. He's a youngster who knows that to get drunk you gotta slam it, so he slammed it. <laughs> I bet you if you'd have put it in a beer bong, he'd have wowed you. <laughs> probably, probably. I, I, I may, I may trick him into that next time. Let's see what he does with it. There you go. Yeah, next year here, here's a Miller Light for you, buddy. You don't get the fucking champagne, <laughs> bro. If you're gonna shoot it, uh, <clears throat> I will say the same thing. Happy New Year to everybody. So now that it is 2021, I'm wishing everyone the very best. Can we please re- retire some phrases, right? Mm. Out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old. These crazy times. We can kill that phrase, right? Stop it with these crazy times. Uh, what's another one? Oh, because, you know, 2020. Kill that <laughs> phrase, right? If dog shits on the floor, because, you know, 2020. Man, that dog's been shitting on the floor for the last 10 years. <laughs> He's just not fucking trained, bro. Don't give me any shit that it caused 2020. Because, you know, 2020. Now, kill that phrase, too. No more of those. I agree with that one, specifically. <laughs> now, now when the dog shits on the floor, you're like, because, you know, 2021. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, well. 2021 is here, and so are the NFL playoffs. Thank goodness, man. I'm excited. It, it is um, – It yesterday was fun. Yesterday was fun to watch. Yeah. There were a lot of games. The AFC was particularly good because you had a, a lot of teams that needed to win, and, you know, some teams needed – like, 
all, almost all of them depended on themselves, right? If they won, they were in. So, <clears throat> and if they didn't win, they, you know, they, or some, one team needed someone to win and they needed to win and someone to lose. So start at the top, Kansas City got the bye. They had nothing to play for. They played the uh, Chargers, was it? Chargers. You know, they didn't do anything. It, they just played a football game. No one knows what happened. Um, <laughs> then we go to – this is where it's, immediately it starts to get interesting because you have Buffalo at two, who Buffalo needed to win to secure their two spot or Pittsburgh to lose. Now, right. we knew early on in the week that Pittsburgh was not going to play their starters, which I thought was a good move. They're a little bit older team. Big Ben, you know, you don't want your quarterback hurt. They were not going to play any of their starters. Um, and then Buffalo decided to play their starters. <clears throat> a, they wanted that two seed in, in case they had to play Pittsburgh next week, uh, the week after next. And two, they're a younger team. They want to stay in rhythm. I get it. I completely got it. The problem for Buffalo is they were playing against Miami, a team who needed to win to get in. Right now, they could have they could have gotten in if someone else lost below them, but just to be on the safe side, they needed to win to get in. And I, I kind of expected Buffalo to win. I didn't expect them to absolutely manhandle the Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins got bad news during the week in that uh, Ryan Fitzmagic got corona. So their closer was out. They had to go with their starting pitcher the whole way. And, you know, nowadays starting pitchers don't go nine innings. Right. And apparently right. two is not ready to go four quarters because he took a beating yeah. in that game. <clears throat> Were you surprised that Buffalo trounced Miami that way? Uh, no, I mean, not really. I mean, I, if you would have told asked me, I wouldn't have said, yeah, they're going to win 55 to whatever they won. But, you know, maybe a, I don't know, 30 to 10 game, right? Something like that. Uh, look, that number two seed is really, was really crucial, I think, because uh, that's the difference between getting two home games. Right in the playoffs, you know. So I, I kind of feel that. Look, looking back now, I kind of feel like just in case the Steelers should have maybe you know played to to win that game and then maybe play Big Ben half a game or a quarter or something. I, I don't know, but and 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 you know back you know kind of to your point about rhythm. I think the Steelers are a team that needs the practice. Like they need to find a rhythm because they don't really have one on offense. And, you know, I just find it difficult for them to, to go far in, in these playoffs. Um, but, you know, I, both, you know, I guess the Bills did what they had to do. And, and so did Cleveland by beating, by beating the Steelers. I was a little surprised with Miami only in that, you know, Miami's playing for their playoff lives. The game meant more to Miami than to Buffalo, I thought. <clears throat> you know, Buff Buffalo is in the playoffs no matter what. <clears throat> and 
you know, you never know what's going to happen on wild card weekend. So, yeah, it'd be nice to be guaranteed two games at home. But, you know, it's not that big a deal. Not to mention it would be against – if they had to go on the road, it would be against the Steelers, a team that they beat pretty soundly here late in the season. So, well, yeah, it'd be nice to be at home two weeks instead of one. I didn't think the game meant that much to Buffalo. And, you know, Miami is obviously – playing for their playoff lives. And so for Miami to come out and and defensively not be able to handle Buffalo at all uh, was really kind of surprising to me. Uh, Going down the list, then you have Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And Cleveland, again, is, you know, Cleveland is in a win and get in situation. Pittsburgh has really nothing to play for, and they played their subs. Now, Everyone thought this was an easy game for Cleveland. They were just going to get in because Pittsburgh was playing all of their second stringers. But remember, Cleveland's had a bit of a COVID issue the last week, two weeks. And so, and I thought this game was going to be a lot closer. I thought there was a real chance the Browns could lose this game. I think I even mentioned that last week on the podcast. They won a tight one, 24 to 22 over Pittsburgh. uh, And actually, Pittsburgh had a chance at the very end, making the playoffs for the first time since 2002. That's the longest NFL playoff drought. Well, not anymore. It's over. I don't know. Who's (laughs) got the longest playoff drought now? It's got to be Jacksonville, right? Or the Jets? No, Jacksonville made it. No, Jacksonville made it. Oh, that's right. Two two years ago. ago. Blake Bortles. Two or three years ago. I wonder who's got the longest longest, uh, drought now. <clears throat> probably the lions maybe oh or the yeah. panthers the panthers maybe uh, no the panthers went to the super bowl a few years ago with cam newton five years ago maybe yeah yeah, yeah 2015 huh. hmm. i don't know maybe the Bengals. yeah that sounds about right or the jets Bengals or the jets well the jets were good not too long ago remember with Mark Sanchez, that would have been like eight, ten years ago. I guess ten years could be the new – I don't know. Well, either way, congratulations to the Browns because, I mean, they've been they've been doodoo brown for quite some time. They've been the laughing stock of the NFL. And, they really um, You know, they're, 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 look, you're in the dance, you know. Now you can dance. You know, you're, you're allowed to dance – and anything can happen. And, again, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep preaching it. These division games can go either way. You know, and I'm sorry, but the, the Steelers are not playing too well. The Browns aren't playing great, but they're playing some some ground-and-pound type football. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good game. Uh, I don't think anything's going to give me at this point. <clears throat> and then the last two teams – or then, then you go down to the four seed, which ends up being Tennessee. Tennessee needed a field goal at the very end to beat the, the Texans. The Texans put up a hell of a fight. Uh, I was surprised that they played Deshaun Watson because he hurt his hand last week, and the Texans obviously had absolutely nothing to play for. I thought it was dumb to have Deshaun Watson out there, but they played him. And Derrick Henry just – that guy's a beast. That guy just went off 
237 yards rushing, finished the season with 2,000 yards. I mean, just all kinds of crazy statistics with that guy. Uh, <clears throat> Tennessee just looked unbelievable in that game. Uh, the Ravens had the easiest path. They, they were in a win-and-get-in type of situation, and they had to play the Bengals, albeit in Cincinnati. Uh, and they just trounced them 38-3, to so that was pretty easy. They're in. And then, finally, you had the Colts, and the Colts had to play at home against the, um, the Jaguars, right? Uh, they still had a shot at that four seed of winning the division if Tennessee lost. Uh, but, of course, that didn't happen. Uh, came pretty close, uh, but it did not happen. And so we end up – the Colts beat the Jaguars 28-14. to 14. Again, I, the, Colts are, the Colts and the Titans are going to be tough to deal with because they can run the ball. If they can run the ball, especially early in the game and wear the other teams down that they play, they're going to be a real problem in the playoffs. Yeah, ultimately it comes down to quarterback play. You got you got to rank these teams by quarterback, and then that's you know. So I don't yeah, know. know Rivers. I mean, if you if you need a, you got to look at it like this in the playoffs. If you need a an eighty yard drive, seventy yard drive, which quarterback can you rely on? Can you rely on Baker Mayfield? Like if we had to rank the, the quarterbacks in in each conference, mm-hmm. could we rely on Baker Mayfield to to make that drive? I don't know. Phillip Rivers, I don't know. Tannenhill, maybe. You know, yeah, Lamar sad. Jackson, yeah. Big Ben, probably. Big, I'm, I'm not sold on the Steelers yet. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not sold on them. Buffalo, probably. Chiefs, probably. So, I don't know. It, it's going to be – but it, I still think it's going to be tough. The Bills are not going to have it easy with the Colts. If the Colts – Again, if the Colts run the ball effectively, especially early in the game, it's going to be tough for the Bills. Um, it's that's not. I mean, all look to me, the easiest matchup for these division winners would have been to get Cleveland, right? Um, and because I, I, I don't want any. I, if I'm a division winner, I would want no piece of the Colts. I would want no piece of the Ravens. Um, of the three wild card teams, I think the easiest one is Cleveland, <clears throat> but they got lucky in that they they drew against a division rival that they know and they you know they played them twice already this year, and so it, it's going to be real interesting. Wild card weekend in the AFC is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I think all three games are going to be real competitive, and uh, I don't think it's a gimme that the home team wins in any of them. Yeah, two, two of the games are rematches, so that should be interesting. Mm. One is a rematch from last year in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? So the Ravens would be looking to uh, avenge some, you know, get some revenge on the Titans for blowing them out. And the See, and when I look at that game, I'm like, as of now, Lamar Jackson hasn't shown me he can win a playoff game. So I don't know if I can even trust him. <clears throat> You know, it's just something, you know, and Tennessee beat them. Sometimes a team has another team's number. And did they, didn't they play during the season as well? Beat them this year. Huh? Didn't they play during the season as well? Yeah, and Tennessee beat them. I was going to say, beat them pretty. And that was the game where 
Um, wasn't that the game where they started off? The Ravens started off ahead. Yeah. And the, and the, <clears throat> and the Titans just warmed down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and, and that was a game that went into overtime. Right. Again, another beast performance by Derrick Henry. It's, That's right. He scored that game-winning touchdown. Yeah. I tell you, I, I'm. I, I again, I keep saying this over and over again. I don't want any piece of the Titans, and the Colts are not far behind the way they're running the ball. That kid, uh, they've got a rookie running back. Uh, who's the who? Uh, the running back in Indianapolis. It's not Hines. It's the other one. Um, I don't remember his Taylor. name. It's Taylor, isn't it? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah, from Wisconsin. <clears throat> and that old line is doing the job because that's part of what keeps Phillip Rivers upright. Yeah. Two very good offensive lines, two very good running backs, and quarterbacks that don't blow you away, but one is a veteran that, you know, understands the game well and you know, obviously he's been in the league a long time. He, he's he been in a lot of pressure situations. He's not going to shy away from the moment. And another one who's slowly becoming better and better. I won't call him a franchise quarterback yet. I don't think Tannehill is that. But Tannehill showed some real stones yesterday against the Texans. I mean, there were a couple of running plays, a naked bootleg. I mean, he really, uh, really stepped up in some tough situations in that game. And, again, he's got the experience now of having been in the playoffs and won a couple of playoff games here and there. And so, you know, those two teams to me are, are really tough outs. Yeah, I can't wait for these games. Um, just because now we get three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. You want to uh, – you want to venture pick – you want to make your picks now or you want to wait till uh, – the end, and we'll we'll talk NFC first. Uh, we can, I mean we I mean we're in the AFC. We can make the picks now. All right. So starting, we're making, we're making it against the spread or straight up. Uh, straight up, man. <laughs> we'll leave. Go we'll ahead, leave, you go first. We'll leave against the spread for your uh, for your bank account. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not for the pot. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. All right, let's start with Saturday. In fact, it's the very first game, right? Saturday, uh, the Bills right. the Colts in Buffalo. Um, man, I there's a small part of me that wants to pick Indianapolis. Well, pick them. Go ahead, pick them. Yeah, I think I am. I think oh. Indianapolis will. I think Indianapolis will run the ball effectively, and their defense is good enough to hang with Buffalo. And I think they were they're going to pull off the upset. Yeah, no, uh, there will there will be no upset uh, in the very first game. I I I don't think it's gonna be that close. Uh, I think the Bills are on a, on a little bit of a mission here. I think they're on a mission, and again, I I don't know if Philip Rivers is a guy that I can count on in the playoffs. I just don't okay. know. And so we'll go from the first game to the very last game on Sunday which happens to be the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cleveland Browns in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh did themselves a huge favor by resting everybody. I think the team needed it. I think they will get healthy. 
that they basically use Sunday as a bye week. And I think that's good for them. <clears throat> and here's my problem with Cleveland. Cleveland's had COVID issues for the last two weeks. And we've seen how this COVID thing works. We saw what it did to the Ravens. It took about three or four weeks to make it through the system and get everything kind of cleared out. I think the Browns still have another week or two to go in that whole COVID process. And I don't think they're going to be 100% from a health perspective, not to mention they've got to go to Pittsburgh. Um, I, I think the Browns are going to be overmatched here. Um, and I think the Steelers win this game. I think they win it pretty easily. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers should win, not because I'm hiding the Steelers, but because the Browns just aren't on that level. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, again, I, I don't know if I can count on Baker Mayfield. He's got some, you know, old Dell's not playing, so that's a, you know, you take away a weapon. And, you know, the Steelers' defense has been good all season long, pretty much. It's been one of the top defenses, even though they lost a few players, but – it's a, it's, it's a team that's a little more seasoned when it comes to uh, playing in January. So I'll take the Steelers. And then the first game on Sunday is Tennessee against Baltimore, and it's in Tennessee. Look, <clears throat> we've seen this movie before, and it does not end well for Baltimore. Unless Baltimore can get a bunch of turnovers – the Tennessee Titans are going to wear them down and they're going to beat them again. Tennessee is the type of football team that will just wear you out. They're willing to run the ball in the third quarter. They're willing to run the ball down two touchdowns. They're willing to run the ball nonstop. And, they're, and their mission is to wear you down. Their mission is to make you quit. At the end of the day, any athlete will tell you this. No athlete is afraid of losing. What athletes are afraid of is being overmatched physically, is not, not being beaten, but being beaten down and being worn out. That's ultimately the biggest fear that athletes have. And the Ravens have felt this before. They've drowned in the Tennessee Titans pool before. And I think the Tennessee Titans will do it to them again and will drown them out. This time it won't go into overtime. Tennessee wins it. Rather easily, I think. Yeah, I'm actually going with the Ravens on this one. The Titans have don't have a great defense. Like I, I think out of the AFC teams, they've given up the most points. So and I think we're going to see a high-scoring game, and we're going to see a team. And the Ravens are also a team that can run the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like between Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins and and Lamar Jackson, they you know. They can put up a lot of points. Um, so I, I think we'll see a real high-scoring game, and I think Lamar Jackson is going gonna, is gonna to pull it through. I don't, I don't trust the Titans' defense. You're not whistling Dixie there. Out of the seven playoff teams, the Titans rank seven in points allowed, and not by a little bit. They've given yeah. up 439 points this season. The next closest team is – the Bills at 375. So <clears throat> you're looking at 64 points. I mean, that's four points a game more than, than the Bills. Uh, so, yeah, what you're saying about the defense is absolutely true. Yeah, I don't know what the score was when they played, but I think it was a pretty high-scoring game. 
<clears throat> when they played this uh, 30, season. Thirty to twenty-four was the game between oh, Tennessee okay. and uh, and Baltimore. Okay, I, I think we'll see. I think we'll see something around there. Maybe both hit thirty. <clears throat> I know. I know you like to look at the numbers sometimes. The over/under for Tennessee Baltimore, fifty-four and a half. Oh, I, I'm 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 all over the over. Hey, I'm over the over. It went under last time, thirty to twenty-four. It's going over now, and that was it's with going overtime. Over that was with, with overtime. overtime. Vegas knows. <laughs> Vegas knows, or Vegas just watched every game this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the NFC. Look, the NFC to me was pretty easy. Uh, it was all about the NFC East. So let's just go ahead and talk about that first. And I love the way the NFL did the schedule. They, uh, there were three teams that had a chance, Dallas, the Giants, and Washington. The Eagles were done and dusted. They had no, ch- no shot at the playoffs. So they put the Cowboys and Giants, who happened to be playing each other, at noon, and the Eagles and, and, and Washington – in the Sunday night game. I thought it was perfect programming. We got the first game out of the way, and it was a win by the Giants. It was a close game. There were some plays that just kind of have you shaking your head, scratching your head. But it was – it was – it was exciting. It wasn't the best football, but it was exciting football, right? It wasn't the quality of a Tennessee-Baltimore game that we got earlier this season, but it was still just as exciting. And I know you watched the game very closely. I watched the game very closely. We had a lot of fun with it. Uh, what did you think about the Giants' performance at home playing for their playoff lives? I mean, they went and did what they had to do. I mean, all they could do is, you know, do what they can control, and that's win a game. I mean, after that, after that, if you don't want, you know, your destiny in someone else's hands, then, you know, maybe win one or two more games. Or Evan Ingram could fucking catch a ball to ice the game against the Eagles on a Thursday night, you know? I mean, so, but, yeah, the game was exciting. I I think because, you know, there was so much on the line, a division game, right? Those teams hate each other. The fan bases hate each other. So, and it was a close game. Um, the, those, those are those are the games that you have to win sometimes yeah. to set you up to whatever get into the playoffs, right? Uh, obviously, unfortunately, the Giants did not make the playoffs, but they did what they had to do. I'll tell you what: watching that game, um, the uh, what, what, it really to me as I watched the game. In terms of talent on the field, Dallas is a better football team. But the head coaching, the Giants have a much better head coach uh, than the Cowboys do. McCarthy, to me, McCarthy blew that game yesterday in in several instances. Uh, Not challenging the catch that led to the, the field goal that put them up four instead of being up one. Uh, you know, just the play calling in the red zone was terrible throughout the game. And, you know, if they have Dak Prescott, I think 
they probably win the game. Uh, so talent-wise, I think Dallas is much better. But I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I was impressed with the Giants, and I was impressed with Joe Judge. You know, he had that team ready to go. They came out firing on all cylinders early, and they got on top of the Cowboys and really never let the Cowboys get themselves all the way back into the game. Yeah, there was the interception that kind of turned the tide a little bit in the third quarter. But other than that, it really, it really came down to um, the, the, the problems in the red zone for the Cowboys. And to me, that's coaching. And, you know, we're, here we are. We're taping this late Monday on Black Monday. And I'm shocked. I am absolutely shocked that uh, that the uh, that the Cowboys have not fired McCarthy. I, I I think McCarthy, I think McCarthy should be a goner. Yeah, no, I I never thought McCarthy would be gone. Uh, I mean, the the Giants were on fucking Andy Dolan's ass yesterday. I mean, we applied a lot of pressure. So even though they had the better, or you think they have the more talented team, and then they might, the Giants played. I think significantly better than the Cowboys did. I know the score doesn't show a three point, four point game, but we were on that Red Boys, Redhead Kids ass yesterday. So, yeah, it was. And I'm uh, not surprised McCarthy's still the coach. He ain't going nowhere. They, they, need, they need to move on. I, 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 you know, during the season, it appeared he didn't have the locker room. I, I just, to me, he should be a goner. Anyway. So then you have the really odd situation of the Giants becoming huge Eagles fans for Sunday Night Football, having a root for the Eagles against Washington. <clears throat> now, all the talk today is about how uh, <clears throat> is about how uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, Peterson sat down Jalen Hurts, really, what was it, about halfway through the third quarter he sat him down? Yeah, yeah just about. Um, and the Eagles ended up – it was a one-score game. The Eagles ended up losing that game um, to Washington, and Washington made the playoffs now. They will get to host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Saturday night. Um, <clears throat> what did you think about the Washington-Philadelphia game? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. I stopped watching it because <clears> – <throat> I, I didn't. I didn't think Philly was gonna win at all, uh, with Jalen Hurts or with fucking McNabb back there or Randall Cunningham. That team is just not fucking good. Okay, it's just not good. Ron Jaworski could have fucking been the quarterback. They're not gonna win. And I, you know, so I, I really didn't watch much of it. That's why I didn't get excited when the Giants won. I was happy. I was happy we won. It was a good win <clears throat> because you never know what could have happened in, at the night game, right? Right. So you have to secure, right? You have to secure a win. So, but look, man, there's nobody, there's nobody here that hates the Eagles more than I do. <clears throat> okay, I hate them more than the Cowboys, and that's and that's not that's not that's not common for a Giants fan. Usually, Giant fans hate the Cowboys more. Not this Giant fan. Okay, I have no problem with what the Eagles did because. They don't owe the New York Giants franchise nothing. They don't owe the franchise nothing. Whatever they chose to do, they chose to do for whatever reason. 
And whether it's to tank on purpose for a draft pick, then so be it. Uh, you take Jalen Hurts out. I understand he needs the reps. I mean, there's going to be a bunch of more time for him to get more reps in. So I don't understand what all the big fuss is about. Um, <clears throat> watching that, watching that unfold last night, what does that make you think about the Jalen Hurts? What does that make you think about the Eagles quarterback situation going into next year? And what does it make you think about the Eagles coaching situation going into next year? Super simple. Peterson and Hurts stay. Wentz is gone. Because if Peterson was going to coach for his job, there's no way in hell he fucking sits Jalen Hurts. And if he does sit Jalen Hurts, he doesn't put in Sudfeld. He puts in Carson Wentz to try to win the game. So if he's coaching for his life or his job, he makes sure he gets the win. He wasn't coaching for his job. He's, he's got the job. And, and, and Hertz is going to have the job next year. I think it's a no-brainer what, what happened. And they tanked at the same time to get a, a higher draft position. Here, I agree with you on Peterson. I think Peterson's job is secure, and I think his actions last night kind of um, – I think his actions verify that to me. I'm not sure what that says about Jalen Hurts, though. Here's the thing. Carson Wentz has a huge contract. So if they get rid of Carson Wentz, that's a lot of dead money in cap space. But you could get rid of Jalen Hurts. And he's proven that he probably can play in this league and you can probably get quite a bit back for him, right? Um, and I think I, it, I almost thought he took him out. He said, you know, he kind of showed him off one last time and then he took him out so he doesn't get hurt so that they can use that as trade bait for something else, for draft picks, for another player, whatever it may be. Because I think it's going to be awfully hard to move Carson Wentz. From a contract perspective, it's, 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 I, I think it's almost impossible. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you, but I don't. Number one, I don't think four games is a big enough sample for teams to say I want to trade for for Jalen Hurts or I. We think he's, you know, he's the next best thing. I don't think that's enough. I mean, the guy, the guy threw four touchdowns, six interceptions. He fumbled a couple. Like his numbers aren't aren't crazy. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think it's someone but that Alex, teams are dying to trade for. Yeah, but Alex, we've seen guys. We've seen teams trade for backups that had, you know, a six-game stretch that was good. The, the Texans the Texans paid a king's ransom for Matt Schaub. Remember that? Yeah, but Matt Schaub wasn't a rookie. This guy's a rookie. Right, but, but you would no. think a rookie's got more upside than a guy who's been in the league five or six years and right. has never broken through to be a starter except for like six games in a season. And that's what the Texans did. So while I agree with you, four games is not a huge sample size. It wouldn't motivate me to trade for him. There's teams out there that just might do it. See, I, I, I mean, if you're the Eagles, you, you actually should hold on to Hurts because he's done a contract. 
and great wins and see it, you know, the team. Look, there's teams out there like the Jets, like the Colts, and like the Jaguars, right, that could go in on wins. Obviously, the Jaguars are more than likely to go for one of the quarterback prospects, right, maybe Trevor Lawrence or whatever. But, I mean, if any of those teams decided to trade down or trade with the, with the Eagles and – Look, anything could happen, bro. I think that contract can be moved easier than we think. I think. And it, it, if I someone's mean, it, willing to maybe eat some of the money, I mean, it's it would be perfect for the Eagles. It's a it's a big contract. You know. Well, it, I mean, but I, you know, but if if a team's got salary cap, right? If they got some wiggle room, then they can afford it. If 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 they feel that Wentz can still play and you know, plug other areas that they need help in. It's going to be an interesting offseason for Philadelphia. I'm curious to see what they do with Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, but also with Peterson. I don't – while I feel like his job is safe, I don't think I would be completely shocked if they they did make a move. But we'll see. Um, Another thing, real quick, on on the Eagles – you know, they, they needed a lot of help at the wide receiver position. So getting rid of, of Carson Wentz could alleviate you of some, you know, tied up money and you can kind of use it for, you know, a free agent wide receiver because there's there's going to be quite a few free agent wide receivers out there this season. It's a good class. Right, but so. you're, making, you're making the assumption, you're making the assumption that someone's going to be willing to take that contract off their hands. And I think – when you have a quarterback with that much money on the line, <laughs> teams are going to hold you over a barrel to to not take on the contract. Yeah, it's it's not going to be it's not going to be easy for Philadelphia. The other thing that game last night told me: <clears throat> look, Washington's got a good defense, but it's not good enough, and that offense is terrible. And as much as everyone likes to feel good about the Alex Smith story, and I am one of them as well, I am beyond impressed and inspired with what that guy has done. I, I root for him. Uh, I think, you know, I think he's, he's, he's been a great professional his entire career, but what he's been through in the last 18 months is absolutely remarkable. And the fact that that guy can step onto an NFL field is inspirational and makes me root for him every time. However, he's not – he's really not an NFL quarterback. There's only – there's only three or four teams that he would start on. He, he wouldn't start – I mean, the only reason he's starting is because he's with Washington. And I think that Washington football team – and look, I guess when a team is seven and nine – they're not supposed to, you're not supposed to think they're really good. I mean, it's almost an embarrassment that they're in the playoffs. I think they are not a good football team. I think they're going to catch a real beating next week from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think it's going to be pretty in Washington. Look, man, if the Giants would have made it, they were good enough to make the, the, make the playoffs. Washington has had a top five defense all year long. I think it takes some balls to cut Dwayne Haskins, right? He's a guy that you picked. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a guy that you picked up early in the draft, right? I mean, so 
Ron Rivera has been through COVID, fucking beat cancer. Fuck that. They deserve it. They've been, they did exactly what they needed to do to make the playoffs. And whether it took for, whether it took them to win four games, five games, six games, ten games, it doesn't matter. They did their job and they made the playoffs. Plain and simple, they won yeah. the games they needed to win. I'm not. I'm not saying they didn't do their job. They did. They, they were the best from that division. But the fact of the what I'm saying is that's not a good football team. And as far as getting rid of Dwayne Haskins, I didn't think that was a ballsy move. I thought that was a necessary move. Everyone around the league, everyone can see it. That guy is not NFL ready. And he's got talent, but he's got to fix something between the ears. So, you know, getting rid of him, that, that, didn't, that didn't take balls to me. To me, that was necessary. The move that Peterson made in Philadelphia to bench Wentz and go to Hertz, that took balls. Getting rid of Haskins, that was necessary. Not ballsy. That's enough of the well, NFC. That, that's enough. We've talked more about the worst division in football than any other division. Uh, the rest of the NFC really kind of played out. The only real drama was uh, the Bears, uh, the the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, right? Uh, the Seahawks were fighting to win uh, the one seed, but Green Bay had to lose in Chicago. Uh, Green Bay ended up winning. They are the one seed. The NFC will go through Lambeau Field, which I think is a big deal. Uh, Chicago, 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, we talk about the Redskins at 7-9 and nine and how terrible they are. Chicago at 8-8 eight and eight is also making the playoffs. And let's not forget, Chicago in that 8-8 eight and eight has a six-game losing streak. Um, and they a game they needed to win. Well, they didn't need to win it but they controlled their own destiny as far as getting into the playoffs. They were not competitive against the uh, – <clears throat> they were not competitive against the Packers yesterday. So uh, not, not good uh, for a team that was, you know, supposed to, supposed to make the playoffs this year, really. Um, and then out west is where it got interesting, where you had the Cardinals and the Rams basically playing to get in and the Seahawks and the Niners – uh, the Niners were done, but the Seahawks obviously had a lot to play for. The Seahawks with another close win. Uh, it seems like every single game they play is a nail-biter. <laughs> and the Rams with a backup quarterback took care of the Cardinals to make sure they got into the playoffs and kept the Cardinals out. Uh, out of all of those games, what was the biggest takeaway for you? Uh... I mean, I would say if Kyler Murray was 100%, the Cardinals would have won. You think so? Yeah. Fuck yeah. He wasn't 100%. Absolutely. Oh, no. The Rams with the backup quarterback, you think Kyler Murray 100% doesn't beat them? Fuck that. So let's play, play it forward. Play it forward. The Rams scored 18 points, right? Do you think the Cardinals scored 20 points against that Rams defense with a healthy Kyler Murray? 100% Kyler Murray, it's a different ball game. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe 
maybe with the hundred percent Kyler Murray, the Cardinals have the ball for more time of possession, and that allows the Rams to not score twenty points. So, yeah, I mean, it's a difference, man. It's a difference maker. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not sold on the Cardinals. Uh, I think Kyler Murray's good, but I don't think he's great. And I'm not sold on Kingsbury. You know, throughout the season, he's kind of found ways to lose games. His play calling's a little spotty at times. I don't think they use their uh, assets on the field as, as well as they should. Maybe it's just because it's the first year of having DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe next year they'll be better. Uh, they'll be a little more in sync. But I'm just it, it. That team just does not look great to me, and um, and that Rams defense is for real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've known that. That Rams defense is serious business. The way we talk about, or I should say, the way I talk about the Tennessee running game, that's the way I feel about the the Rams defense. It's a long day at the office when you have to when you're an offense. And you got to go play the Rams. That's a long day at the office. It's not fun. Yeah, no, the Rams have a good defense. I mean, they've they've also had a top five defense all year long. Yep. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Rams are the only team in the playoffs to not give up 300 points. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. That's not surprising. In fact. They're the only team in the NFL to not give up 300 points. Isn't that something? If you look at their schedule, I mean, they've got they've given up single-digit points, I think, about four times. Yeah, it's – that defense – look, we've talked about MVP, and I think we've kind of taken for granted that it's got to be a quarterback. But, man, Aaron Donald absolutely changes the game. It's – I mean, it is – it's rough having to deal with that guy. Looking at their schedule, they held the Giants to nine. They held the Patriots to three, the Seahawks to nine, and the Cardinals to seven. And just to take it one step further, they have one, two, two other games where a team scored 10 points. So six games out of 16 where they gave up 10 points or less. That's a good That's defense. That's pretty stout. <laughs> That's pretty That's stout. Defense, yeah. So we've got our matchups now for wild card weekend. The Saints against the Bears in New Orleans. The Seahawks against the Rams, a divisional game in Seattle. And Washington plays at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's start with some predictions. This time you go first since we're in the NFC. New Orleans Saints at home Sunday afternoon against the Bears. What do you think? Uh, I think the Bears do not have enough offense to keep up with the with the Saints late. I just quarterback. I mean, it's a it's a mismatch. Yeah, it's an absolute mismatch. Yeah, you say the Bears don't have enough. So I'll offense. take the Saints. You say the Bears don't have enough offense to keep up with the Saints. I say the Bears don't have enough offense to keep up with the Saints, and they don't have enough defense to stop the Saints. So I think it's not. I think that one's not going to be pretty. That one's going to get ugly, and I think it's going to get ugly fast. Uh, I think the Saints win that easily. 
Saturday yep. afternoon, you have the Seahawks at home against the Rams. This might be the best game. Well, this is the best game in the NFC, in my opinion, for sure. But it might be the best game of the weekend. Division rivals, Aaron Donald's already said, this is who we wanted. Who do you think wins there? Uh, look, the Seahawks kind of fall in the same boat as the Steelers for me, so I'm going to pick the Rams on this one. I'm going to go with you on this one. I think the Rams' defense will lock down the Seahawks, and they'll score enough points. They'll score 18. They'll score 15. But when the other team only scores 10. Now, hold on. Hold on. The big question mark is Jared Goff. Because if, if he's not playing, I don't care what who they have on defense. You got to score points. So, Jared Goff, Jared much. Goff. Jared Goff has to be damn near 100%. If he's not 100%, if he's 60%, then, then I, I, I don't know if they, if they beat the Seahawks. I'll tell you right now, my sources say Jared Goff will not be 100%. So I'll tell you right now, I'll give you the opportunity right now to change your pick if you want. I just told you, if Goff is not 100%, then I, 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 I don't know if he's, if he's playing, if, if they're going to win. So you're picking the Seahawks. I need to see the official statement from the Rams. I just told you. I just told you. My sources say Jared Goff will not be 100%. So is he 99%? No. He's like 60%, 70%. Now I'll pick the Rams. You're going to stick with the Rams? Yeah, I'm sticking with the Rams. All right. Uh, and now the last game, this is the Saturday night game, which I really wish they'd have put the Seahawks and Rams on Saturday night, not Saturday afternoon, but we get what we get. The Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In Washington now. What do you think? <laughs> Fuck. I, I'll tell you what, man. I want Washington to win. But I, 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 think, the, I think they're catching the Bucks at the wrong time. I feel like the Buccaneers just went through fucking a four-game preseason warm-up heading into the playoffs yeah and I, I think they just I, I really think they're hitting their stride at the perfect time which kind of sucks for the Redskins or the Washington because they're gonna be first running out yep so I I agree with you the only way the only way and really the only chance that the red that the Washington football team has of winning this game is Chase Daniel has to be an absolute machine. He's got to create turnovers. He's got to get two or three Chase, set. Chase Young. Chase Young. I'm sorry, not Chase Daniel. I'm like a quarter. Wait, he's quarterbacking? <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be a terror on defense. Um, <laughs> Chase Young has got to absolutely win this game by himself. He's got to create more pressure than Tom Brady's ever seen. He's got to create some turnovers. He's got to create – he's got to absolutely be in the backfield all game long. 
Otherwise, yeah. I think Tampa Bay wins this easily. Well, he was heard. He was heard on the mic saying, uh, you know, he wants time. So he got time. Careful yeah, what well. you wish for. We'll see. We'll see. All right, man. Well, I'm excited for Wild Card Weekend, and I know you are as well. Uh, you folks out there, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to share your thoughts with us about Wild Card Weekend, you can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of my brother Alex and get his latest picks, because he's been picking some games and he's been doing quite well, how do they get a hold of you, Alex? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. Just remember, when you're betting, no bet is a lock. You will never hear me tweet out, I'm giving out a lock. Fuck that. No bet is ever a lock. I don't care who, who the hell told you. I don't care if Jesus told you. No bet is a lock. Just remember that. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. Seriously, because I, I don't like it when people, you know, because it, really no bet is a lock. Well, there are some bets that are locks, but you have to pay them out to like a ridiculous amount. Like, for example, I saw one, I saw one where it was a prop bet and it said that there would be more than more than nine points scored on Thanksgiving Day. And there are three games. So nine points, three games, you know, that's pretty much a lock. But the payout was like, you know. A, one to a hundred you had to yeah. bet a hundred bucks to win a dollar yeah fuck that <laughs> yeah no you're right I, I i i hate the whole stone cold lock pick of the week year yeah. lead lock lead pipe lock or whatever i hate right. that. <laughs> you look you're gambling just like i am <laughs> that's right and you're not you don't win them all you don't yeah. nobody wins them all nobody it's impossible wins. Look, nobody's – we all want to win them all. We'd all like to win them all. But let's face it, if we win 55% of them, we're pretty damn happy. And right, chances yeah. are, if you win 55%, you're probably making money unless you got a bunch of money line bets. Right, yeah. So if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well, at emontana21. Remember, you can catch our podcast on YouTube. Uh, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, whatever podcast platform you choose to consume your podcast materials. Uh, I don't have anything else. You got anything else, man? Did you see college basketball? We'll be doing the uh, March Madness at one in one location in Indianapolis. They're pretty much going to go bubble. With no fans. I'm assuming not. I didn't hear anything about fans. I'm assuming no fans. I'm just saying they're going bubble. Because it'd be really cool if they did it in one location with fans. Because that would be a fucking zoo. <laughs> <laughs> think about that. Think about the think about the first round. You got 64 teams. Well, I'm sorry, not not one location. Well, I meant one location. I meant like one city. Not like at one stadium. Well, yeah. If you had sixty-four, if you had fans of sixty-four teams descend on Indianapolis, Indian, the population of Indianapolis is probably a million people. It would uh -huh. balloon to five million people. Sixty-four yeah. teams. It would be. It'd be great. I would love it. I would love it if they let fans in. Now, of course, that would become the new 
COVID hotspot, and then those people would go yeah. back to their respective cities and spread it, and we'd have like a massive COVID crisis. But it would be cool in non-COVID times to have right. 64 teams in one place. That would be awesome. I thought that was cool that, uh, or a good thing that they uh, decided to to bubble up. Look, I think until we get rid of this whole COVID thing. You, I almost think you have to do a bubble for the playoffs. Personally, I think the NFL is screwing up by not doing a bubble for the playoffs. If one of these teams gets COVID and it goes through the whole team or, you know, it goes through an entire unit, like all of the quarterbacks, it's going to be terrible. Like, yeah, no it's going to suck. No one's going to care if it knocks out the, red, the, the Washington football team. But what if it hit the Buffalo Bills? You know, the Buffalo Bills are a legit Super Bowl contender. What if it hit the Green Bay Packers? What if it hit the New Orleans Saints or the Kansas City Chiefs? If it hit one of those teams, imagine if the Chiefs all of a sudden had to go fish a quarterback out of the local Walmart. (laughs) That would be awful. I mean, it would absolutely ruin the playoffs. It would absolutely ruin the playoffs. I, you know, and that, Look, the NFL is willing to take that chance, but me personally, I wouldn't be willing to take that chance. I would have, I would have done the bubble. I would have done two bubbles, one for the AFC, one for the NFC. Yeah. And then the Super Bowl in a third bubble. So you can involve three cities. Yeah. Right? But, hey, that's just one man's opinion. That's it. That's it. That's it, man. I don't have anything else. Uh, As always, folks, we really appreciate you listening and watching. It's a lot of fun talking to you about our thoughts about football and what's going on. Uh, Have a great 2021. Whatever your goals are, I hope you go out and crush them. Hit the gym, uh, lose weight, drink less, whatever your goals are, start a new business. I hope you crush it. Crush 2021, damn it. And as always, folks, Ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.